In each episode of the Rebel Educator podcast, you'll hear discussions with world-class educators, students, and thought leaders in education as I extract the tactics, tools, and routines that you can use as teachers and parents. I'm Tanya Sheckley, founder of Up Academy and host of Rebel Educator. I invite you to join me for these conversations as I discover how to shift the classroom, the learning environment, the mindset, and the pedagogy to resist tradition, reignite wonder, and reimagine the future of education. Subscribe to Rebel Educator wherever you get your podcasts. Edutech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site and this program are those of participants and not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to Edutech Guys Radio, brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools, both in Hope, Arkansas. Hope everyone is doing well out there. I am David Henderson. Hey, and I'm Jeff Madlock. How you doing, folks? And uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we uh, appreciate it. We are having some technical difficulties, but we are tweeting out how to find us. So uh, again, we are at Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com slash edutechguys. And uh, of course, you can always reach us online through various social media. Hit us up at on Twitter at edutechguys and um, use hashtag ETG chat. We'll be monitoring that. And uh, we'll also be monitoring the uh, chat over at Mixler.com. So you can check that out as well. There you go. <laughs> Jeff gives me this blank stare. I was like, okay, I guess I was still, yeah, today, still talking. <laughs> uh, today of all days, uh, had some really weird stuff happen with our uh, our web provider. We uh, overloaded one of their SQL servers. <laughs> so Oops. they shut us down because we had too many we, queries. We blowing it up here. You have too many queries, you get shut down. Evidently. So, that must uh, be in the very, very small print. Yeah, I didn't see that. I thought I had unlimited everything, but I didn't have unlimited queries. So don't question them too much. <laughs> don't ask them too much stuff. Don't you ask too many questions, you will get you will get hit in the face That's repeatedly. We, we'll bust your kneecaps and shut down your site. <laughs> hey, it's good to be back. Last week we came to you from Little Rock. Yeah, man, we were at the uh, Arkansas Conference of Technology. Uh, we uh, met a lot of uh, cool folks doing uh, a lot of neat things in terms of providing services to schools and education service centers around the state. And um, we uh, got to talk with uh, Daryl Parks, who created the Arkansas Conference of Technology, uh, and also talked with the uh, Jonesboro, the, the Michael and his folks up at Jonesboro School District uh, about uh, some of the cool stuff that they are doing with Monkey in terms of uh, software deployment on their uh, devices. Their yeah. Mac, their Macs. Their Macs. And, and their, their iPads. And their iPads. Their Apple devices. There you go. That's the word I was looking for, and it was escaping my head. 
escaping David's head. <laughs> That's right. There's a lot of space up there, so it, it leaks out my ears. Yeah, when stuff <laughs> escapes my head, it makes a whistling noise. <laughs> Mine's more like a wind tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last week uh, we were at the Arkansas Conference of Technology, and it was great. We had a really good time, and um, everything up there was really cool. It was It was even better than it was last year. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and, you know, and it's funny, we say last year, it was January. Um, that was one of those things where it originally was going to be an annual event in January, but um, January in Arkansas is very unpredictable. And so uh, that, and, and it didn't really fall at a good time in terms of um, folks just coming back from Christmas break, plus January is pretty late in the E-rate cycle. Uh, and so a lot of the conversations that take place at the Arkansas Conference of Technology are centered around E-rate related um, topics. And so by having it in October, um, then uh, that hopefully anyway, that'll help schools with their E-rate planning for the upcoming window. So as far as we understand now it'll be an annual event in October. So be very cool. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we had a really good time there. Got to visit with a lot of people this time. A lot more than we did last time, actually. Yeah. Had a lot more folks stop by and talk with us. So uh, that's some of the things we're going to do today is we have a couple of, of interviews that we liked there. Uh, one was with uh, a really neat piece that we're kind of really interested in in my place, and uh, that's Komodo. Um, yeah. It, it's a freebie. And it's definitely worth a listen to. And we have a great interview with Casey Kinney we'll listen to here in just a bit. Cool. And um, we also had a nice uh, talk with uh, the guys from Siena and um, what they do. Mm -hmm. And also Aptigee, uh, which is, a, is an Arkansas-based uh, company. So, But definitely here in just a bit, we'll talk uh, we'll, uh, just a few seconds away, minutes away. We'll, talk, we'll listen to the interview we had with Casey Kinney with Komodo. Uh, that's a great opportunity from any school that's out there. That's looking for a, a really nice, in, nice, nice <laughs> end to end endpoint solution uh, to cut to stop maybe any problems you have with malware or anything for right. that matter. Well, and what's like you said, what, what's really cool about it is they're offering it free to schools and education service centers. Um, I mean, anywhere. You don't have to be in Arkansas to get the free deal. Uh, just as long as you participate in their proof of concept program. I don't exactly know what all that entails. I would imagine telling them how it went. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, that's kind of what I'm, <laughs> that's what I would envision. I think I agree um, with you there on that one. But yeah, you know, so, uh, but they're, 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 they're basically giving it away to schools uh, just to try it out. And because it's a, um, it's, it's a new product for them, especially the way they're marketing it. And you'll hear more about that uh, during the interview, but um, they're trying to prove to their folks and obviously to the rest of the world, but you know, to, to their folks that, Hey, this is, you know, this is a good thing we have. And so we need to, you know, they need to get their, uh, then the, they need to get the word out there and they're trying to do that by giving it away. That's a pretty good way to get the word out there. That's a pretty good way to get the word out there. I agree. <laughs> that works for a lot of things. You, know, you give away free stuff. You know, speaking of free stuff, everybody gets free tacos. Hello. Yeah, free tacos November second. Thanks to Cleveland Indians. How you ah. doing? Stole a base the World Series yesterday. Yeah, free buddy. Free tacos November second. That's what I'm talking about. 
Hey, I'll tell you what, we'll drop out to the interview. This is a Casey Kinney, very nice gentleman with Komodo. Uh, Komodo, they actually did not offer this. It was offered in-house. It wasn't promoted. And right. so now they're promoting it. You'll hear him talk about this. I, this is one of the better interviews we had. Oh, I shouldn't say that. They were all great interviews. <laughs> but uh, this is a really neat piece. This is something that everybody can take advantage to advantage of right here. So uh, the information's there if you want to contact Mr. Kenny with Komodo and find out about using their endpoint solution. So here's that interview. Is that cool with you? Yeah. I, thought right. you, I, thought you, I don't know what you're looking at. I thought you were rolling. <laughs> what are you doing, man? We'll Push right the back. button, dude. We'll, we'll be right back after this. <laughs> My name is Casey Kenny. I'm out of Dallas, Texas. I'm with Komodo. Um, I'm the central channel manager for the country. So there's three of us. I'm responsible for the, the center of the United States. Awesome. Uh, so just, just a little territory. Yeah, gets yeah. I have my I, looks like an airplane seat for sure. <laughs> anyway, Komodo's been around for 16 years. Most people know us because of our SSL certificates. We're the largest issuer of certificates in the world. Got a 40% market share, half for about seven and a half quarters. Wow. But a lot of folks don't know that we have had an endpoint security platform for the last five years, which has now evolved into an entire 360 platform, which covers the endpoint, the network, and the boundary. Uh-huh. So um, we, we traditionally have sold our SSL certificates out of our inside sales group based in New Jersey, or where the whole company's based in New Jersey. And um, we determined after about four years that we're not going to be selling enterprise security just from the inside. So we started building a sales force a little over a year and a half ago and then just started building our channel organization where we're selling through partners only as of this last April. Okay. Man, wow, yeah. So in education for Arkansas, what's the specific service that you guys can provide for them right now? Well, there's a couple of different things that we're doing. Obviously, we're trying to get our endpoint security platform introduced into all of our education K-20 customers. So what we're doing is we also have an MSP organization that we provide them with a management platform. We've now opened up that management platform and we're giving it for free to every school district, every co-op, every university that is willing to do a proof of concept with our Komodo Endpoint Security Platform. So I don't know if you're familiar with Dell Case, but it's very similar to that. So what we're doing is we're giving away a management platform which has the RMM, the, the SIM, the service desk, the patch management, the push, the entire uh, platform, which other companies charge about $30,000 a year, depending on the size of your district for. Yeah. We're giving that away for free to any district or co-op that is willing to do a proof of concept with our Komodo Endpoint Security Platform. That's cool. That is, that's amazing. So one of the things that, and you know, uh, one of the things you keep mentioning is, you know, Endpoint Security Platform. So. When you're talking endpoint, are you talking desktop endpoint? Are you talking about network endpoint? Where what is the endpoint that you're focusing on? So I'm talking about a, any type of PC, any type of laptop, all the way to any type of mobile device, your Chromebooks, okay. your iPads, the entire kit and caboodle. Wow. Uh, part of that management platform is an MDM, a mobile device manager. Okay. But what's unique about our endpoint security platform, uh, if you notice I have not used the word AV. It's right, not yes. an AV. Uh, <laughs> AV would be a, a little tiny slice of what it is that we sure. do. But what we have, and we've got this written down, that we have literally solved the malware problem. Oh, wow. And we're not talking about five nines. We're talking about 100%. And that's an extremely wow. bold command well, to make. Well, yeah. <laughs> the way that we do this is unique. Um, it has to do with the way that we handle unknown files. So all malware starts out as an unknown file. 
That's not to say that all unknown files are bad. Right, right. So traditionally, the, the paradox has been, you know, do we go with a default deny or default allow approach? Default allow being if it's, you know, not on this blacklist, we're going to allow it through. Right. Uh, default deny would mean if it's not on this whitelist, we're not letting it through. It shuts down everything, computer sure. productivity. Sure. What we're doing is a default deny platform with default allow usability. Okay. And the way that we're able to do that is we're le taking a look at every single executable as it reaches out to the CPU for processing power. Wow. It doesn't matter where it comes in from. If it's coming in on a bad notebook from Starbucks and a USB port in and out the front door, it doesn't even matter if it's a time bomb that's going to go off a year from now. Whenever it does, it's got to reach out to the CPU. Right. And that's where we're taking a look at it. And in addition to everything else that an AV does, including looking at a whitelist or a blacklist, if the immediate determination is not made that this thing is an unknown file, that executable is going to go into a container. Right. Now that container is not a virtual machine, it's not an appliance, it's a virtual process that's running on the machine, takes up about 10 meg of RAM. The okay. only thing that's being stripped out is that unknown executable, not the entire application. So traditional standboxes would take an application and say, we're going to take the whole thing, stick it over here, let it blow up and see what it's doing. Right. We're not doing that. We're just taking out that unknown file because we want to know what it's doing. That allows the users to still manipulate, use the PDF application, whatever it is that they're doing. They can save it, they can forward it. It's going to be without that unknown executable. So while that thing's in the container, we're doing static analysis on it. And it's completely jailed from the CPU. It's completely jailed from the registry. If it thinks it's right in a registry, it's right in a false registry. It can do absolutely no damage. If immediately we cannot wow. come up with a determination on whether that thing is good or bad, yeah. then it goes to our Valkyrie, which is a cloud analysis. And generally, 94 to 95% of the files will get determined within 45 seconds on whether thing it's good or bad. If we can't come up with a verdict that quick, then the file gets kicked to our human analysis team. We've got a team right now of 30 engineers is growing the more as we grow. And they have a three hour SLA on whether or not this, to find out whether or not this thing is good or bad, where it came from, what it's meant to do, and where it belongs. And so that's the reason we're literally able to say malware problem solved. Because while that thing's in that container, it can do no damage. And we're getting it out of the container within three hours. But you guys are definitely committed. That's a, that's a big commitment. So all we want the uh, K-12s and uh, universities to do is give us an opportunity to try the thing. And yes. if they're willing to sign up to try this thing in the month of October, as in make a commitment to do it sometime in, in, in the near future, but make the commitment with Connection, who is our partner, if they're willing to do a proof of concept, we will give them that entire Komodo, management, Komodo One management platform for free. Wow. So what's the process? What's the hardware? What's the necessary requirements for... Okay, so um, it, it literally can be done via a, a web meeting or whatever. So what we're going to do is we're going to install, have you install an agent on X amount of endpoints. And the great thing about a POC with us is you don't have to uninstall or jail anything that you already have. We'll go ahead and run side by side with you. You don't have to do anything. All we're going to do is tell you what we caught that they didn't. And it generally sells itself <laughs> Sir, for that. Sir, that's what I, I have to tell you. One of our listeners said, this might be a, a tech-heavy interview, but I'd watch him talk 15 minutes anytime. <laughs> so that's, you know, but not that's text that are watching us. That's um, terrific. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very interested in what you're talking about now. So some of our listeners are already really excited about what you're talking about. And it's funny, you know, we haven't heard of this. So it's, it's right. good that... Well, again, nobody's heard of this because we were trying to sell it from the inside for too long. We only really started moving into the outside sales channel and then through our channel partners in the last year and a half. So yeah. it, it is an unknown story, and that's the reason why we're here to tell it. Well, I'm glad we yeah. got 
we've got it now on tape. And, uh, we'll share it. <laughs> and then I'm going to be talking more about this uh, from 2:45 to 3:45 on Friday okay. in, okay, cool. in this so that, that, one of that last yeah. session. Awesome! Awesome! Yeah. So, Very cool. Yeah. Hey, that was Casey Kinney uh, with uh, Komodo. Uh, I have to tell you, it was great to talk to him, and it was great to hear about what they're doing, and uh, it was great to get the feedback while we were doing that uh, from some of our listeners about how they were very interested in the product that he was talking about from Komodo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, lots of cool stuff went on at the, at the conference. Uh, one of the big things that was happening is like pretty much every other booth was talking VOIP. Well, and, and what was, uh, yeah. And, and so you have, you have the, the vendors, you know, in, in their area. And like Jeff said, you know, every other one is, is some in some form or fashion talking VOIP. And then when you look at the breakout of sessions that were being offered, there were a lot that were talking about VOIP. Now, for those of you that may not necessarily understand why that would be the case, um, let me kind of give you a quick, I don't know, rundown of, of what's going on in education and technology and, and why VOIP is suddenly on everybody's radar. Um, there is a, a national program that is um, generically or commonly referred to as E-rate. Um, if you look at your phone bill, you'll have a, a fee on there that's called the universal service charge. And uh, it's like, I don't know, it used to be 25 cents. I don't know how much it is, still maybe 25 cents. But you'll see it on your cell phone bill. You see it on your landline bill. Well, all of those quarters and or however much it is now, all of that is put into a big pot. And um, for decades, that pot really didn't do much. The idea back when telephone lines were first being put in was that um, in order to help companies offset the cost of getting telephone access to rural communities, uh, they they could dip into this fund. Well, you know, things happened and, you know, life changes and, and you know, soon everybody's connected and what have you, um, at least with telephone lines. Um, and so uh, the, the feds decided to reroute that money back to schools and libraries as a way to feed into the community and provide better access for those entities, for students, for what have you. So to skip way ahead, um, the landline is basically fading into nothing. Uh, and so rather than concentrating on discounts. And, and, and ultimately what happens is schools can receive discounts and or reimbursements on um, telecom related equipment, switches. And, and at one point it was servers and connectivity and there's all kinds of stuff. And phone lines were one of those things that you could get reimbursed for or get a discount on. Um, and uh, the FCC and, you, and, and the company who oversees uh, universal service, it's called USAC, USAC, they basically uh, have put, they put in a rule in place that said, oh, look, we're going to phase out landline support because it's, you know, we're beyond that now. Uh, and so schools who were relying on some of those reimbursement monies to help pay for the cost of their, you know, Centrex or PBX or, you know, whatever kind of system they were they had um, that would help with some of those costs, that's being phased out. Well, that means that those costs are now getting returned to the district, so they got to figure out how to, you know, what to do with that. And so VOIP, um, the data services connected with VOIP, that is the actual um, 
circuits and transmission of voice over IP. It's just data. It's all ones and zeros mm -hmm. uh, and is therefore also eligible. Um, certain aspects of that are eligible under this E-rate program. And so a lot of schools are interested in switching to VOIP to get rid of their old landlines because that is a way they can help get some of those costs offset through this program. Well, and it's it's quite a bit of savings. I mean, oh, it's, yes. It's, it's actually a huge savings. It's funny, though, that they would cut that out when a lot of rural schools in this country still need the original phone lines. Uh, exactly. I, I just – I will tell you uh, when, when that was um, – when they had the pub, when it was open for public comment about doing away with the phone line, um, I, I I wrote in, I, I voiced my particular opinion, uh, and and it was not in favor of doing away with the phone line support for that very reason. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, in some states, yeah, you could blow away the phone lines and really, you know, nobody's going to notice much of a difference. But in other places, and and not and I, and I'm saying states, and really that's even wrong. It's not just states. In certain places in those states, you could do that. But, you know, in other, in, in, in other districts in states all across the country, you're right. That landline is still the crucial way for voice communication. Well, and take, take a look. You actually still have to have one landline as a backup for VOIP. <laughs> well, and, and, and on top of that, like in the building that I'm in, uh, <laughs> we actually have to have a analog landline for the elevator we have to have an analog phone line for our fire system and we still have to have an analog phone line for like you said backup purposes so you know we have about a dozen phone lines coming into this particular building so yeah we could you know we could cut out eight or ten of those and, and still be okay but i still have to have them yeah and we still have to pay for them and you still have to pay for them exactly that's the crazy part right yeah yeah so, hey, so, we had a great talk with White River Services um, about VOIP. Yeah. I want to play you that one. It's a real quick one. It's about three and a half minutes uh, with the guys from White River talking about VOIP and what they have to offer. And it can kind of give you a little uh, 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 intro of what you can get, what's out there. Here we go. Hey, this is Jeff Madlock coming to you live from the Arkansas Conference of Technology with EduTech guys, and we are here with White River. And one of the hot topics that's been hitting uh, this this floor, almost every other booth, and has hit every school, especially with, with the way E-rate's gone, is VoIP, V-O-I-P, Voice Over IP. And I'm here with, tell us who you are and what you do. Uh, my name is Blake Pretty. I'm the VoIP engineer for White River. I uh, started at Bryant School District for five years, uh, became a network engineer. Uh, kind of hit my ceiling there, wanted to reach out and help other schools. While I was at Bryan, I kind of moved into an open source platform phone system. Uh, it's very K-12 friendly, no licensing, which I can't stand licenses. Jesus frowns upon licenses. Um, so I pretty much I pretty much started this. It's been kind of taken off a little bit. Schools are really showing interest, especially with E-Rate, like you said, twisting their arm. Mm -hmm. uh, they're looking for a way out to kind of save money and give back to the kids. So tell us, White River, what, what can you provide a school right now, turnkey? Nah, you know what I'm saying. Voice, computers, printers, um, friendship, hugs. Um, Even better. Yeah. Networking. Uh, we've got a full service networking guy here. Does wireless, uh, layer two, layer three. You've got it. Um, pretty much a 
full service technology company. Cool. And when it comes to voice voice over IP, what platforms are you guys uh, real hot on? Uh, as far as hardware for the end user, everything. Give me, uh, give me the rundown. What am I looking at? Is you know, what are you going to offer me? Uh, what am I looking at? Who's so your, who's we're going to be provider? using a Yaylink phone, okay. which doesn't require a license, unlike <clears throat> Cisco. Uh-huh. And we would be plugging that into our system, which gets installed on premise. It's uh-huh. a server running Linux. Uh, gets constant updates, monitoring. If something's happened to your internet, we fail over to another cloud site. If you have a second internet connection, mm-hmm. uh, we can route the calls to another DID, E911, which is a huge thing for voice over IP. Yeah. You need to send your address in, uh, the CPN as much as you can. Um, other than that, we use SIP trunking, oh, which yeah. is huge cost savings for schools, yeah. uh, especially if they're moving away from a PRI. Um, it's not locked in by simultaneous calls. With a PRI, you get 23 simultaneous calls. With a SIP trunk, you're only constrained as your bandwidth. Uh, so with the state providing up to three gigs for some schools, they'll be able to operate a call center from within there. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the darn truth. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have really come up with it. I love the idea of no license. Yeah. And that's got to be a real big push for you guys. A it lot is. Of schools probably it love is. That. Uh, it's, it's K-12 friendly. I've been in K-12 since I've been in 11th grade I was hired as an intern at Bryant so I kind of want to take care of all the other schools out there that don't really have the IT department Bryant had so yeah right. yeah and that's yeah. a kicker you know that of the 400 schools in Arkansas 350 of them are one or two man yeah. shops a lot of these people are usually like the media specialists who are just like oh you know you know a cord here you go here's, right, right. here's IT so well, they, they need the help of everyone they can get. Yeah. And the last thing they need to worry about is licensing, because that's just one more paperwork job on top of the tech yeah. guy that we don't need. And at the end of the day, that money that was going to a license can go for another Chromebook for a kid. So. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, well, thanks for your time. Thanks. We're here with White River Services. Right, uh, great. They're providing VOIP. They provide pretty much anything you're looking for. So we're here at the Arkansas Conference of Technology, and we'll probably talk to these guys a little bit more tomorrow. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, man. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, that was White River. Uh, Technologies, White River Services at the Arkansas Conference of Technology talking about VOIP. Yeah. So that's one thing that we do is we do conference coverage. And I think we do it pretty darn well. Well, we're, we're getting pretty good at it anyway. We're <laughs> In fact, we're getting so good at it, you can catch us here pretty soon. In fact, David, where can you catch us at next? How'd you like that? Uh, yeah. Is that a segue or what? Yeah, it's bragging. Okay, so anyhow, we are going to be, uh, next up, we're going to be at the Schools Without Walls Conference, and that is in uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas, and that is Sunday, November 6th, and Monday, November 7th. Yeah, and then <laughs> November 30th through December the 3rd, yeah. Savannah, Georgia, AESA. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be a great one right there. Yeah, that is the Association of Education Service Agencies. Yep. And then after that, in uh, January, we're going to be in Orlando, Florida, January 24th through the 27th, providing live conference coverage from FETSI, Future Education Technology Conference, down in Orlando. And the cool part is there's more to come. There is more to come, and if you're out there and you're hosting a conference or you're attending a conference and you'd like to uh, see us there or uh, you think it'd be cool if uh, they brought us in to provide live conference coverage, reach out to us uh, on Twitter, reach out to us directly um, at EduTechGuys and uh, just direct message us there and we'll be happy to get back in touch with you about providing live conference coverage. You can also email us, jeff at edutechguys.com or david yeah. at edutechguys.com. Yeah. 
Hey, Artist of the Week. It's one of our favorite. We play him a lot, but hey, he loves it. We love it. You'll love it. <laughs> That's right. I like that one. So hey, here's Nick Flora with Hard Man to Love. <laughs> Coming to you live from the Edutech guys on Edutech Guy Radio. Hard man to love. You can't beat that one. That's a great tune. Awesome, man. That's 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 one of my favorites, and, and I know we play it a lot, but that's why we play it a lot. <laughs> that's why we play it a lot, because it is one of our favorite charts. And if you are an independent artist or you know one, by all means, reach out to us, as Jeff mentioned before, Jeff at edutechguys.com or David at edutechguys.com. Let us know. Uh, and uh, we will get back in touch with you or them, and uh, we would love to feature your independent music on Edutech Guys Radio right here every week. Every week. That's right. And what's really cool is when we're providing live conference coverage, uh, we also play uh, music throughout the uh, day, and so it's another way to get exposure for your music. So there yeah. you go. Awesome. You know what time it is. What time is it, David? It's time for a Google tip of the week. I don't know if this is necessarily a Google tip. The Google thing of the week. The Google, <laughs> the Google thing of the week. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know where that came from. 
Uh, want to want to reach out? I, I'm going to go ahead and give the good doc credit on this one because uh, I'd seen it last night, but he re, he reminded me of it today. Cool. And then I remembered, you know, that's going to make a good Google thing of the week. That's right. That's right. Google thing of the week. The thing. Wow. So yeah, Google has a new Jamboard. J A M B O A R D. It's a huge 4K screen. I like how Wired puts it. Wired puts it. It's a huge 4K screen you can scribble on. <laughs> so you know, okay. you know, here goes Google. They, they it's, they're, they're into that. We make hardware now. You know, they're getting more and more into the hardware issue of it. And so you know, the, their Pixel phone came out. You know, Google Home and Google Wi-Fi, Chromecast, and now Jamboard, which is it's a spin. It's a modern spin on the old school tool, the whiteboard. That's pretty much what it is. It's a 55 inch 4K touchscreen. So um, it's the first one to be rebranded with the G Suite because it's a G Suite Jamboard is what it is. Oh, there you go. So they've rebranded it in that. Um, what's great is is it it's it makes online collaboration great too. So here's the cool part about it is is that when you're sharing it when you're when you're writing on it in front of a group like a whiteboard, you're also sharing it digitally everywhere. So you know that's pretty cool. That is very cool. I mean, there's some Epson's and there's some projector based you know touch screens that do that kind of stuff, but now. You know, so now, but we've we've incorporated it into G Suite. Okay, so now you're writing on top of a Google Doc or a slide or a sheet or you know something along that line. That's pretty sharp. I mean, now and you're sharing the whole thing as you're doing it. Um, so now they're into the whiteboard thing. You know, I, David made a good point today at lunch. He was like, you know, here in Arkansas, we've been doing whiteboards for a long time, digital whiteboards, for long, a long time. time. A lot of a lot of schools with smart boards, and we forget that a great bit of the country uh, educators are still using chalkboards. Right. So this is a kind of a big deal, you know. I mean, uh, I think it is because I, it's a real time feed from a board. You know, you can add text and photo. You can do all the cool stuff you do with Google Suite to it. Um, they look at the cost of it is going to be is it'll cost less than six thousand dollars. So I'm sure that means fifty nine ninety nine. Fifty nine ninety five. <laughs> we'll paint that Google yeah, G Suite. We'll paint that G Suite Jamboard for fifty nine ninety five. Earl Shive. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> so, but you know, I mean, it it, it it is. But there, there's the kicker. It's probably it's out of a package deal. The pictures of it look really nice. It's just it's got a stand. It comes with two um two stylus. And it comes with a digital eraser that also cleans the screen while you know digitally erasing yeah. and stuff like that. That's cool. So I mean, it is for, but you can also use multi-touch on it, so you don't have to use the uh, the the stylus that we're designed for. Right. Which I'm sure those are programmable, which means you can do different things with the stylus. Right. Yeah. So and and you've got the multi-touch. I think it's a really neat piece. Um, it's interesting. I see it for a lot of startups and small businesses because it is a 55 inch, although 55 inch is not small. No, um, it's not. I mean, that's a, yeah. you know, if you had a, a a 55 and especially the fact that it's, you know, a flat panel display, that's that's much different than a 55 inch projection, you know, coming out of, a, you know, an LCD projector. This is a flat panel display. It's going to, you know, very bright, clear, crisp. I mean, perfect for, you know, classroom use whether you know small groups or right. in a facilitator in you know uh, arrangement or even if you're doing you know sage on the stage type presentations uh during uh the the coursework you know that that still has to happen i know a lot of people don't like that 
part of teaching, but yeah, in teaching, there's still that part that is the sage on the stage. Um, you know, so the teacher could be up there using it. And again, it all ties into G suite and the collaboration. And so it can be, you know, dumped into Google classroom. It can be a part of the document that, that the class is already working on or the small groups are working on. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what application or applications this particular whiteboard is put into. Yeah, you know, what's interesting about it is they they talk about it has a it has a beautiful handwriting to text conversion. Mm. It straightens your lines, it straightens your symbols, it cleans up everything. Which we've seen in a lot of stuff out there, but now now it's built into the to the actual whiteboard. That's a big deal. It has a camera on top. It handles Google Hangouts so you can dial folks into it. Um, the HD camera lets you snap pictures and the whole bit. It, it it has HDMI inputs and it has built-in Chromecast. So you've got it to watch movies or look up any of that, YouTube or all that good stuff. Since it has HDMI inputs, you know, you can plug in other devices to it right. and bring them on board. Eh, you're right. I, I think it might be a neat piece to see what it comes out. And, you know, at at 6K, it's, it's a little more expensive mm-hmm. than some things we're putting in out there. But it... It's that that ease of use of Google products. Well, and Who and remember, somebody, Mike Pinkston out there is going, oh, he's drinking that Google Kool Aid. Yes. He has IV IV of Google into his veins. Well, and here's the thing, it's the first iteration, so it's going to cost more. You know, the first generation of anything is going to cost more. Eventually, if this sticks around, and and that's my big hang up, yeah. right? Yeah. of Google says beta. Um, And so my, my concern is that it it does hang around and and hopefully it it will, if it catches on Um, in which case, you know, the price of it will come down. Now, ultimately the question is, you know, does Jamboard, does it stick around or does it find its way to Google glass? Anybody remember Google glass, you know, the eyeglasses that Google was, gung-ho about what anyone what's this glass you're talking about yeah exactly (laughs) so you know but you know hey they're they're 80 20 you know google's 80 20 work environment these are the kinds of things they come up with so i don't know very cool it's neat it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens with it Uh, i'd like to get my hands on one and who knows we may you know uh there may be we may have ways of doing that we may have ways of making you whiteboard. <laughs> making you whiteboard. That sounded way better in my head. I, I, I should have left it there. It was okay. <laughs> it, was, it was all right. But uh, anyhow. Hey, there it is. There's our Google thing of the week. The Google thing of the week. We just keep changing that around. That's we? all right. Sometimes it's a tip. Sometimes it's a thing. Sometimes it's a thip. It's a tip thing. Hey, next week on the show, we have a guest. We do have a guest. And so check our Twitter feed to find out who. We're gonna be like we're gonna be like every morning show out there when they come right. on at nine forty five when you're watching television and go, Tomorrow, how to stop the invading zombies. But check us out at six forty five in the morning because we're not gonna tell you right now. Yeah, that's right. So that's how we're gonna do that's how we're gonna finish up today. That's hey, right, next man. week a guest. If you wanna find out who, yeah, better follow us on Twitter. That's right, man. Follow us on Twitter because we will be tweeting that out. And uh, that's gonna be awesome. Uh, and actually, we will also have a guest after that as well. So we have guests lines up, <clears throat> lines up. We have guests lined up. We've got conference coverage. We've got all kinds of stuff. Dogs Things, and cats living together. It's mass hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> There's your Ghostbusters reference. 
There it is. Halloween's right around the corner, people. It is. We got to do a Halloween show. Can we do that, or is we going to miss that? Zoink, Scooby. I can't remember. Zoinks. Yeah, actually, this would be the Halloween show. Oh. Is that right? Is Halloween Monday? Is it Monday? Yeah, I think it is. Is it? I don't know. We'll do an after Halloween show. Maybe we'll just come on Monday and do a Halloween show. Did we do one last year? I can't remember if we did one last year. No, because it was on Sunday last year. Okay, well, so there you go. So, boo. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Boo. There it is. That's right. Okay, that is our cue. <laughs> who, let, who let the ghost dogs out? <laughs> boo, boo, boo. Who let the, okay. And that's our cue. Hellhounds. To... Who let the hellhounds out? I would get there eventually. There's a parody in the making. <laughs> okay, hey. We're going to wrap this show up today. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. Hey, we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Edutech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site is programmed for those of participants and not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. This is Ross Romano from The Authority here on the B Podcast Network. It's the show where I interview people who know what they're talking about, and no matter your role, we have some recent episodes you won't want to miss. I spoke with Mark Miller, international best-selling author and VP of High Performance Leadership at Chick-fil-A, about his brand new book, Culture Rules. Kate Everly Walker, CEO of Presence and author of The Good Boss, joined the show. And we've had conversations with Baruti Caffele, Peter DeWitt, Julie Evans, and many more. Join us each week for ideas to address your current pain points, new perspectives from authors you admire, and fresh takes from up-and-coming voices. Subscribe to The Authority Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.